Hello, everyone, and welcome to an all-new episode of Insurance Uncovered. This podcast is produced by the National Association of Mutual Insurance Companies and is your source for insurance news and perspective from thought leaders in the property casualty insurance industry. I'm your host, Kathy Imus, and today we're uncovering talks of a special session in Louisiana, how the state's insurance commissioner hopes to tackle the mounting insurance crisis. Plus, President Biden targets the auto insurance industry and not in a good way. NAMIC's response to the president's concerning and inaccurate remarks. And an indispensable partnership. How NAMIC's new strategic framework will strengthen the alliance between the association and its members. But first, in a wide-ranging address in honor of Martin Luther King Day, President Joe Biden targeted several industries for alleged discrimination and singled out auto insurance companies, accusing them of charging higher premiums based on race. If you live in one of those neighborhoods and you have the same exact car I have in the other neighborhood, you pay more for your insurance than that side. No basis for it, none at all other than you're black. And I'm white. While the speech did not solely focus on this topic, the president's comments are concerning, inaccurate, and show where the administration's focus may be for the next two years. Senior Vice President of Federal and Political Affairs Jimmy Grandy says the president's remarks only serve to stir confusion and anger. President Biden's untimely and regrettable remarks are not accurate, and they will leave consumers angry and confused about their auto insurance policies. Auto insurers do not discriminate on race. It is, in fact, illegal to do so. Instead, auto insurers abide by a strict underwriting process based on actuarially sound criterion that does not include race and is subject to a rigorous approval process conducted by their state insurance regulators. NAMIC stands firmly opposed to racial discrimination of any kind and urges President Biden to refrain from using hurtful and factually inaccurate rhetoric, such as his remarks on January 16th, which only serve to further divide an already polarized nation. After President Biden made similar claims in 2021, NAMIC met with White House staff to try and clear up confusion on this issue. Our advocates will be back at it, trying once again to correct misconceptions about auto insurance by reaching out to the White House to help educate the administration on this matter and the underlying reasons auto insurance rates are increasing. Also in Washington, the House of Representatives Steering Committee has appointed members to the House Financial Services Committee. Eleven new Republicans were added to the panel, including five freshman lawmakers. Committee Chair Representative Patrick McHenry is expected to work quickly on key priorities such as data privacy, ESG, investing oversight and pushback, capital formation, and cryptocurrencies. NAMIC will continue to be an active participant in the data privacy discussion as the committee aims to mark up its legislation before the end of the first quarter of 2023. The association is continuing to advance other priorities, including congressional pushback on the Federal Insurance Office's climate data call, combating wildfire risk, and thwarting all efforts to inhibit the ability of actuarially sound underwriting and risk-based pricing. In Louisiana, a special session to address the state's homeowners insurance crisis will likely be scheduled for next month. 
State Insurance Commissioner Jim Donilon has pressed Governor John Bell Edwards to call a special session for months as insurance issues in Louisiana have spiraled. Following a series of damaging hurricanes in 2020 and 2021, more than 610,000 property claims were filed in the state, resulting in $18.4 billion in insurance claims payouts. A report from the Legislative Auditor's Office said 11 insurers have been declared insolvent and an article from The Advocate said an additional 12 have withdrawn from the state since 2020. This has left many Louisiana homeowners with no option but citizens, the state-run insurer of last resort. Commissioner Donilon told Fox Business, quote, we are in a crisis. He says increasing premiums are not only attributed to severe weather in Louisiana, but to recent record-breaking natural disasters nationwide and abroad that are also having an impact. All of it coming out of the reinsurance market that is global. And and those challenges are affecting us and making insurance much more difficult to come by. The state is working on several solutions to the insurance crisis. Donilon has proposed resurrecting an insurance incentive program that would offer millions of dollars in grants to companies who commit to doing business in Louisiana, similar to what was put in place after Hurricanes Katrina and Rita in 2005. Well, this past December, NAMIC's board of directors officially adopted a new strategic framework for the association. The framework outlines a three-year vision for NAMIC, starting first with what we do and what we aspire to be. On today's Unscripted, NAMIC CEO Neil Aldridge talks with Chief Strategy Officer Mark Vanderkoy about how the new framework will strengthen the partnership between NAMIC and its members. So joining me today on the podcast is one of NAMIC's uh, newer, new, maybe newest senior leader at NAMIC here, Mark Vandekoy. Uh, Mark joined the association in, in mid-year of 2022, June, I believe, uh, as our first ever chief strategy officer. Uh, this is a new position for NAMIC, uh, was a new position for Mark. Uh, NAMIC has not had uh, a chief strategy officer in the past. Uh, part of my thinking here with with this position and with Mark was that uh, many people may not realize that NAMIC, certainly our, our advocacy work is high profile and everybody knows that, but we also have several uh, business units inside the association that we run uh, as businesses. There's a, our event and education area, there's an arbitration program, there's our association services program. There's the NAMIC Insurance Agency, uh, lots of other uh, things that exist inside the association. And I felt like as we dealt with Greg Dykstra's retirement here, that it would be a good thing for us to have somebody on the senior staff that really had uh, what I kind of joke a lot about as real business background, somebody who has started a business and sold a business and uh, Mark fits that bill. Uh, Mark has not does not have an association background, but does have a real business background. And so I thought that would be a good addition to the team as we look to, to position the association to grow in the future. 
Uh, at the same time, we were starting the process of a new developing a new strategic plan here at NAMIC, which we have now finalized. And so Mark was certainly involved in that as well. So we thought for today's podcast, it might be interesting uh, for folks to learn a little bit more about Mark, kind of get to know him a little bit more. Uh, Mark is one of those people that uh, I have known for a long time, 20 plus years. And I'm guessing many of you have people in your lives like this who you know, uh, who you have had uh, social interactions with um, in different times of our lives. We lived in different places. Our kids were similar ages at one point in time and, and, and were friendly, but we all were, were busy. And But it was always somebody who I thought, you know, it'd be really fun if we could ever figure out a way to work together, thinking most of the time we probably wouldn't be able to make it happen. Uh, but the way the stars aligned, uh, it really came together this time. And so, Mark, thanks for joining us on the podcast. That's a long warm-up and intro. Um, so why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about folks. Before we get into the NAMIC side of this, talk a little bit about your background and just some, some of your business background. Sure. Thanks, Neil. Well, first of all, I'm thrilled to be uh, part of the NAMIC team. I'm also thrilled to be part of this podcast. So uh, it's very exciting for me, and it's been an amazing uh, six months. Uh, some of which uh, has been drinking from a fire hose, and uh, I don't know if that's going to ever stop. But it's been it's been a lot of fun and um, challenging, and everything I thought it would be. Um, so my background is pretty diverse. Um, I've always been entrepreneurial. I mean, from you know high school, college, having lawn lawn care businesses, and um, window washing companies and things like that. I, I started my first, what I would call serious company in 2001 um, in what they call the ITAD space, which is IT asset disposition. So it's really think computer recycling, logistics, working with large companies, helping, helping them move and discard their surplus and un unwanted assets. Um, and sold that company in the spring of 2008, started a consulting company and a few other companies, uh, invested in a few other companies prior to um, becoming the CEO of an iconic food brand here in Indianapolis, uh, agritourism, restaurant, farm, uh, as well as a uh, dairy products company. And uh, that's what I did until you approached me and started yeah. talking to me a little bit about insurance. Yeah. So um, Mark has, a, as you as you heard, a really interesting background, and and from my perspective, kind of exactly what we needed here, which was some thought that was unique, uh, bringing kind of an entrepreneurial perspective to uh, primarily what we call the value add side of Namic, which is uh, those list of things I mentioned earlier, along with some new things that we're contemplating. So so Mark, talk a little bit about as we as we brought you in here, you know. What was what was interesting about this to you that that you know you were you were happily managing this enterprise over on the northwest side of Indianapolis and minding your own business? Um, so so talk a little bit about what what attracted you to this idea. Yeah, I think uh, you know for, first of all your vision attracted me to it. Um, you know for the uh, for the sake of the people on the on listening to the podcast. Um, you know, I wasn't I wasn't looking for a different opportunity. Uh, and when Neil uh, approached me and we started talking about this, at first it was a little bit, to be honest, well, I'm not so sure about insurance. Mm -hmm. And he, he kept on encouraging me to meet some of the people here, 
and uh, kind of laid out his vision on, on why he would like somebody from the outside. And that just really struck a chord to me. And uh, it was good timing for me. Um, the organization I was with was doing well and um, was really just looking for a new challenge. And so that started the process of meeting some people here, finding out, um, you know, what an incredible group of talented people uh, throughout the whole organization, not just, uh, you know, in leadership, but throughout the whole whole thing. And uh, I remember going home to my wife and saying, I, I don't know if this is true. I mean, it's almost too good to be true as far as the, the talent they have there. Uh, I'm used to getting involved with companies that have a challenge or have, you know, maybe not doing so well. And this one, uh, this organization is doing well. And it's, you know, I remember Neil saying, well, you know, you like these people, wait till you meet our members. And, you know, we started talking about the members and, um, you know, everybody kind of had the same, same discussion points all the way through that, uh, you know, you got to meet the members. We serve great members. And um, yeah, so it all just kind of started to come together and just felt really at peace and, uh, kind of led to take on this position. So yeah, that's great. Well, let's let's kind of jump right into the the new strategic plan. You you joined us middle of the year last year, as I said in 22, and and we had started the process of the strategic plan when you joined us. But you kind of got at the point where we were really kind of getting down to the work part of I would say that process. So um, let's talk about the new plan. Let's talk about kind of its its components you know, how we think it's going to impact NAMIC members uh, and how we're going to execute on it. So why don't you just go ahead and give folks a little overview of the new of the new framework? Sure. Yeah. And and like Neil said, I started kind of midway through through the process. It's been a, a collaborative effort. Um, we've all taken a, a lot of parts in it, certainly led by Neil's vision of, you know, where he wants to take the organization in the future. And um, you know, it's it's been just a great experience and, and just going back and forth and, um, you know, looking at the different components and, um, you know, really, really designing it as though uh, a framework and not so much a plan. Like, you know, what is the framework? What are the key parts of the framework? What's important to us? Really taking a, a um, kind of starting with a vision. And, and that was, I think, you know, the vision is supposed to be inspiring and uh, aspirational. And I think we um, did a really good job on, on starting with that. And so it's nice to start with that vision because that kind of guides the whole framework as kind of its North Star on, on you know, where we're going. So um, the we took three main categories, and that is operational excellence, member value, and advocacy impact. Those are the three main categories that we decided um to really concentrate on and then we put key priorities which we call big rocks key priorities under each main category and then they uh those priorities have key actions they have champions who, who's really running it who's responsible for it uh what are the impact what are the budgetary impacts uh you know of that action and then dates when are when are these going to be complete and then we follow the the plan with uh, a real fluid timeline. So we can be not only held accountable, but track our own progress. Um, but again, this is a framework and then we manage a plan to that framework. So uh, we, you know, we all know, especially living through the pandemic, things are gonna happen. Uh, market conditions are gonna change. Um, this, I think, brings a fluidness and a flexibility to it 
where we're going to accomplish what we set out to accomplish and um, allow us to be, you know, communicating with the board all the way through the process. Yeah, it's a it's a great product. I, I've been through probably four or maybe even five strategic planning efforts here at NAMIC in my 23 years of being here. Um, I can tell the listeners that this, and this is this is not just me, I think the, the NAMIC board felt this way and said so uh, as we talked about this. You know, it's, it's the most comprehensive plan we've ever put together here at NAMIC, and it really is a testament to the, a lot of great work from the NAMIC staff and, and also a, a task force of the NAMIC board uh, and member feedback about what it is we're doing. Um, I really feel like it is is an interesting, and I'm sure many listeners have been through this too, it's an interesting process to go through a strategic planning exercise with an organization that's doing many things well. Um, it, it's, it, it challenges you to really begin to think about moving from that kind of good to great sort of effort, right? What do we really need to do to become the next level NAMIC? And that's really what this is aiming us to do. Uh, and and I, I think the members are going to be really pleased with the outcome. There's some specific initiatives. Mark, you might want to talk about a couple of them. This year, we've got technology investment coming out of our ears around here. Uh, that's one of the key pillars of the operational excellence uh, uh, category that you mentioned. You might spend a minute on that one. Yeah, so technology really uh, is the main focus of the whole first year. And uh, as one board member said, well, this just gets us to where we should be. And um, I think a key part in any type of uh, strategic plan or strategic framework is that you want to start with a good foundation. So we really um, looked at the technology needs throughout the organization and really decided that that has to be the focus in year one. And that's a big lift. I mean, this is this is a big endeavor that's going to encompass every aspect of the organization. But I think it's really going to put us in a place that we can really see some efficiencies moving forward. It'll allow us uh, to be a, a nimble organization and really, at the end of the day, meet our vision, which is to be uh, the indispensable partner for member success. I mean, if we can just keep that as the focus, um, that's just going to guide us through the whole the whole process. But year one technology is is really the driver. Yeah, for certain. And and that that notion of being indispensable is key. As Mark said, that's the new vision statement we have as we tossed around various ideas. We kind of landed on this notion that, you know, how do we want the membership to think about NAMIC? And, and what we landed on is we want them to believe, and we think this is what we want to become, that they that NAMIC is part of, of running a mutual insurance company. You know, you have a claims function, you have an underwriting function, you have all the other essential parts of running an insurance operation, and you have to have NAMIC as part of that, that list of things you have to have. And once we get to that stage of indispensable, we are sort of living the the vision of the organization. And every day now we are, as a team, as a staff, uh, talking about what do we need to do? How do we become indispensable to the membership? And you know, as a trade association, that's a high standard, um, and but one we think we can we can meet, uh, and certainly kind of guides, as Mark says, what we're what we're looking to become. And we're starting with what will be 
the largest investment in technology NAMIC has probably ever made, and certainly the, the largest tech investment in technology that we've made in the last 20 years anyway. Uh, so we have a lot, like many insurance companies, now, these are your operational systems we're talking about here. This is your policy administration system or whatever moniker you want to put on it. We're, we're in the process of engaging uh, in the association world with a similar kind of project. So all of you that have been through major systems upgrades and overhauls, that's what we're starting here uh, at NAMIC. And so the outcome uh, will be a transformational kind of, of situation for the organization once we get finished. But we get to go through all the fun of getting there and we're just starting it. So uh, I've, we've heard lots of stories from lots of member companies about um, all of the system engagement issues and, and we, we anticipate those and have planned for them, but we know there'll be a lot of hard work here as we get rolling for certain. Uh, yeah, and I think just to add in there, I think uh, you know th this year is gonna be one of those years where, it, like I said, it's gonna be heavy lifting but the results are going to then be seen in future years. Yeah. So we have yeah. to live through that. Yeah, this is this is tough. We don't quite see the results yet, but they're they'll be coming and it flows right into the other main categories of, you know, uh, ensuring member value and engineering greater advocacy impact. Right. Um, that technology is really the foundation of, of moving in that direction. Yeah, no doubt. We, we will continue to do all of our normal blocking and tackling that we do every day for the membership. We're going to be out there in the world advocating on your behalf, wherever that may need need to be, whether it's at Congress or at the states or at the NEIC. But no, in the background, there's also a lot of people doing a lot of work um, that a lot of members may not see day to day, but you're all going to see the outcome of it uh, in terms of uh, what NAMIC is able to do once the investment is complete. Uh, and you'll see us being then able to be more efficient in how we carry on our day to day activities for the association. Well, listen, we've covered just sort of scratched the surface, but we have lingered here a bit. Um, but Mark is a great asset for the association. I encourage all of you, maybe they don't know Mark, reach out to him. Um, he's He is learning a lot. Uh, I knew it would be a learning curve for him, uh, but that's okay. And, and he's brought exactly what we need to the association in terms of some outside thought uh, of how we run run the place here. And he's been a great addition to the team. So Mark, thanks for joining us today. and. And thanks for uh, putting up with my musings around what we could become uh, here with, with some help from you. And I look forward to working together to, to charting a new course here for NAMIC. No, absolutely, Neil. Thank you very much. I've enjoyed it. And that's all for this week's episode of Insurance Uncovered. We'll be back again in two weeks on February 8th with more insurance news and perspective. So until next time, I'm Kathy Imus. Have a great day.